Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Shalita, how do you use your difference to make a difference? I use my difference by loving it. I think that's one of the the big, like the teacher part of me is that I love. And part of love is like knowing and understanding. There's a lot of empathy. So I used that empathy and love for this difference that I have. And because of that attention, I was able to solve it and make a difference for anybody whose head my treatment touches. How you day, how you day. That was the voice of Shalita Grant. Today's episode is about the ability to take back ownership of things and issues that are important to your core identity. Have you ever found yourself in a position where something that makes you you is something that is being victimized, is something that is being belittled, is something that is being made to seem as if it's unimportant. And then because of that, you then respond by either making yourself smaller or shying away from bringing it up, even though it is something that makes you who you are. If you've ever found yourself in that position, I think you're going to find a lot of value in today's episode with Shalita because her story of being able to take a central part of her identity and turn that into a solution for many, I think is not only inspirational, but it's a great reminder to anyone listening to this, that no one gets to decide who you are. You give yourself the permission to be how you are, who you are, and when you show up as who you are. And that little mindset shift can be the difference between your goals being achieved and your goals being a memory. All right. I hope you uh, go in today's episode with your notes, as always. I hope you interact with the guests in the show notes. And I hope that you find a very, very inspiring discovery about yourself. Please continue to rate the podcast. Please continue to leave reviews and share with your friends and loved ones. But without further ado, enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone to another episode of It's Told by Nomads, and today's guest is a Tony-nominated actress. Tony-nominated actress Shalita Grant is someone who you've probably seen on your TV screen. She did, however, quit a popular TV show after suffering from traction, alopecia, thinning hair, and breakage at the front of a hair in a show where it had millions of people watching. A year and a half later, she created a patent pen and plant-based hair treatment and solved everyone for chronic and complex type of hair problems. Now, a lot of black people will often discuss how 
when they're placed in front of entertainment platforms, they don't really have solutions that really create scenarios for the hair to thrive. So with her solution, she founded Four Naturals Hair in her dining room in Toluca Lake, California. She has then grown her audience and her platform to be able to work for all sorts of hair textures. And since she's created it, she has seen a career thrive. She has created a platform where millions of people uh, can now uh, watch her grow and feel comfortable being herself. And she has also shared a narrative where Black women and Black men in general can actually thrive with their natural curls, figure out their curl patterns, and also not have to second-guess themselves when they get opportunities or downplay their authentic selves in front of an audience in a career that they love. She's currently living in Mexico right now with her partner, and she's not experiencing the rainy, rainy, rainy weather that we are experiencing right here in the Northeast of New York City. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me, Teo. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a pleasure to have you on here. So uh, one of the things that I love about your story is the fact that you took a problem that you had, and then you turned that into a solution. And the problem that you particularly took is, is one that is very visible in the entertainment industry. When we are striving for diversity, inclusion and equity, even representation on screen, oftentimes there are people of color who have had to, for lack of a better word, acquiesce or basically fit into whatever the status quo was. However, the status quo is often an incomplete story. This is how your hair should look. So wear it straight. Wear this wig, even though it's damaging to your hair. This is how we will create acceptance, or this is how an audience will accept you. How did you get to that point where you decided to quit a show that had millions of people watching as your career was ascending? So I was in a situation where, you know, I showed up to this job. It was a great opportunity and I'm a team player. And so when I, I showed up by this point, I've done a couple of shows. So I knew what the support was in the hair department, which is pretty non-existent. So for me, it was like, all right, I know I have to kind of do most of my own hair anyway, but when I signed on to be the series regular season two, I just thought maybe they'll work with me on the texture because we're in New Orleans, there's humidity, like it's, it's hard, you know, maintaining straight hair, but over the years, you know, different iterations of my hair greeted different iterations of damage. So the traction alopecia was due to extensions. I had an episode that I shot in the water where I, I was auditioning, auditioning, rehearsing in chlorinated water, and we shot in chlorinated and swamp water. And when I took those extensions down, I was bald in the center of my head. So we switched to something else, right? Like, okay, like I want to be on the show. I want to make this ponytail happen, um, but I can't do it like that anymore. Let's switch to wigs. The wigs breeded another problem, my hairline. I was losing the hair on my hairline. So when I got to season four, the month before, I went to a hair appointment and I took off my hair hat because that's what I called my wigs, my hair hats. I had a hair hat for the gym. I had a hair <laughs> hat for errands. I had a hair hat for meeting people. So I take off my my 
Aaron's hair hat because I'm at the salon. And I saw that I had an inch and a half of hair on my hairline. So now I'm going back to work with even less hair than I had for them to, you know, add these, all this extra hair. So it was in that, that dressing room that I realized like, I got to quit because I'm a Tony nominated actress. I'm a Juilliard grad. I can Shakespeare. I can. And it, it got to a point where no one cared about any of that. It was yeah. just about how I looked. So I thought it's a quit or be fired, a quit or don't work again kind of situation. So I'm going to be brave and I'm going to choose myself. I think that's so powerful. I was I was watching, you know, a few videos of yours and I was listening to how you got to that decision. And it never ceases to amaze me, the fact that each time I hear it, it's about the recognition of your self-worth in addition to the self-awareness of what's happened in that moment, right? You, you realize that you didn't have to accept this and you basically just said it has to be better, right? There's no way. I, I have all this, I'm Juilliard, Tony nominated, and I'm not going to go down a path where I'm doing something for the benefit of others at the expense of myself. Yeah, that's, that's so I mean. eloquent. Thank you for saying it like that. No, <laughs> it's absolutely true. Yeah. And I think for Black women, you know, there is an expectation of sacrifice, of yes. self-sacrifice. Um, and when you make the decision that I'm going to choose myself, yeah. uh, a lot of people go, what? <laughs> because like, who are you? What is your worth? You know, like, yeah, why would you right. choose yourself? There is this money. And it's like, yeah, the money will come. The money came, so it'll come again. But I need to choose me and yeah. I'm going to choose my own self-worth. Why do we have such a <laughs> difficulty navigating textured hair in Hollywood? I feel like Hollywood is old enough to be able to deal with different types of hair texture at this point. But why is there still a barrier? Yeah, that is such a great question. So I like to, to explain this situation like this. My situation and other Black actresses prove that no matter what class you ascend to or who you have access to, if you have textured hair, tight textured hair, then your options are limited to hiding it magically making it blend into something else, balding it or locking it. That's it, full stop. There are no solutions for the problems that are chronic and complex, frankly, like breakage, like dryness, like slow growth, like lack of definition. Like I can't nail down a hair routine because my hair keeps shifting and I don't know the cause of that, right? Like I, I buy this product and it works and I use it again. It doesn't work anymore. And I'm the same person. I did the same way. You know, there are no solutions for that. The solutions are hide it, don't deal with it or bald it and lock it. So that is representative of the experience that the average black woman is having, right? Mm -hmm. From chair to chair even. And so what is the cause? The cause is our certifying body. So the cosmetology board says hair is hair and they pass out straight hair mannequins. Um, that is in part a big part of the problem and why 
even down to like detangling, you have a completely different experience because black, white, Hispanic, whoever's going through that cosmetology education, they're getting the same lack of education. And so when they're out in the real world, it's trial and error. And there is a ton of error, right? And so on these sets, the system of the hair department, it's a union, right? And so this union does not require you to have any like education specialized tech. No, this is about like, this is a work, this is a, a career. And we, you know, want to make sure that our labor, you know, is protected. So we're gonna, the, the union is not concerned with the content of what their union members are doing, right? Yeah. And the department heads are hiring their friends. They're not hiring people that uh, can do these actresses' hair. No, these days are 16 hour days. So you wanna work with people that you like, that'll have your back when things go wrong, that'll jump in for you, right? So the hiring, again, it's not about the content. So what do they do? Typically, if they have a Black actress and they have the meeting with production about how they want people to look, they send the actresses to a Black hair salon and have the Black hair salon do their hair. The problem with that is they don't hire those people to maintain that hair on set. So at the end of the day, it falls on the actress to make sure that her tracks aren't slipping, that her braids are still looking fresh because nobody in the hair department is qualified to do what she has on her hair. So it, it's it's an, uh, a system of undermining a group of people. And because it it's exclusive <laughs> that we are, exclusively having this problem, like we are like, not exclusive, but like widely having this problem. There are other people, other actresses of different races that individuals might have a bad experience here or there, but it is common that if you have tight textured hair, you are having a very terrible experience with the hair department. So that, I mean, that's the, the crux of why Hollywood is the way that it is. And if you're a young actress and you're trying to make your career, you're a team player. So you will get up and do your own hair. Um, you will show up before everyone and sit in the hair trailer and allow the hair women to just prep for the other actors that are coming in the trailer while you're doing your finger waves, right? Mm -hmm. So- that's a very common experience for Black actresses. And when you look around at our red carpets, our A-list Black actresses are all bewigged. I would say 97%, and that is generous, are bewigged. So <laughs> that should tell you something oh about the state of hair in wow. Hollywood. I, I wonder if there's a, a path to education as well that can be <laughs> that needs to be just systemized because you were talking about the system and the mannequins and the fact that it, people, you know, will hire people to look like themselves. But isn't there some sort of mandate that they could work on and say, look, if we're going to have a hair department, every texture 
should be understood. Or if you don't understand certain texture, let's cast the, the talent pool to a wider net and find people that can really understand. Okay. You're saying because no. okay, you're, okay, you're, no. <laughs> you're dealing with humans, right? Like I said, these are not eight hour days. These are 16, 16 hour days. Yeah. Okay. We're often making double time, like all week. Right. So again, the department heads are hiring people that they know they can work with. Right. That's, see, is <laughs> I, I, I deal with a lot of diversity, equity, inclusion problems. And it's so when you say this, Dinge, it's very easy to spot the problem, but it's, um, Sorry, it's very it's very easy to simple to spot the problems, but it's not easy to actually do. I always no. mix those things up. Yeah, so it's like, oh, this is a simple solution, simple, 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 but it's not easy in the application because, no. like you said, the human bias, the human relationships, uh, the benefits that come with said relationships, how the meetings go, the meetings, you know, the yeah. the way that production works. Yeah. So at the end of the day. You know, I had a conversation with a black woman department head and P.S., you know, just because you are black, like that was one of the things that I, I heard when I was, you know, on NCIS was like, oh, they need a black hairstylist. I had a black man doing my hair. He was a barber. He was a barber. That was his specialty. So you didn't have the experience actually working with your curls or even figuring out how to help you understand your curl no. patterns. No. And he was, you know, facing retirement. So when the, the thread would pop on the extensions, he couldn't see it. And his hands, like he's not sewing the hair on. He's tried like pinning it. Like it's yeah. just like totally. But that's when you talk about DEI, that's one of the things it's like, oh, just slap a black face on it. Slap yeah. a Hispanic face on it. Slap, you know, and it's, it's like, not no, it's not as simple as that. Yeah. Ah, well, okay. So then you, this led you down this path of you figuring out your own hair and even just you, you went backwards and then you rejuvenated your entire hairline and then created a solution for many other people. I'm curious as to what that discovery process was like. How did you figure out how to fix the, the alopecia you faced and how did you figure out how to solve my hair? I have 4C hair, for example. So how did you do that? Yeah. So when I got off the show, I went through about three months of trauma counseling and trauma counseling is different from therapy, the, the talk therapy, because it deals with the body somatic. Right. And so this Dr. Vanderbeek is who this work was began by, like that's who, who started this work. And what he noticed was emotions, the PTSD would, it, it's a, physical manifestation. There are things that these soldiers were physically feeling, which was causing their emotional outbursts. So it was, how can I help them get to a safer place physically, right? Um, and so that's the somatic work. So you got EDMR, brain spotting. Um, mm. And so it's helping you locate these um, where the emotions are trapped in the body and helping you identify oh, this is a trauma response and giving you the tools to get yourself safely to a regulated place. So three months of that, I do two shows. And in 2019, I'm like, wow, okay. My biggest fear was that I wouldn't work again. I did work again, but both of those characters were still in wigs. So if I do another like series regular role, I'm going to be stuck in the same situation. So yeah. I have to figure out what my problem is. And so I use that somatic 
therapy, that somatic work. And for the first couple of months, I just tracked my feelings. Where is the friction with my hair? Where is the, the, the surprising limitations that my hair causes in my life? So, you know, on that show, my hair was a limitation that I was shocked by, right? So there were all these other limitations, going to the beach and getting in the water, humidity, the gym, sex, going on an errand, like waking up, friction with my hair. And so when I took those friction points, I then like started outlining, what is the problem? Oh, there's the frizziness. My hair is hard. If I look at a heat tool, it's heat damage straight. I can't see you know, curl definition. You know, I'm making curls, but I don't have them. And so I knew what the cosmetology board taught. So I looked at a different certifying body. I looked at the cosmetic chemist, co cosmetic chemistry. And that is the study of hair for making hair products. Mm. So when I learned about hair, because I'm like, what is hair? It, what are the components of hair? And what is like, why is it that people say that hair is dead? What does that mean? And how does that factor into the problems that I'm having? So I learned about porosity. I learned about cationic and anionic charge. I learned the parts of the, the hair strand. And then I thought, okay, now that I have a better understanding of my hair, who solved this? And one of the raced beliefs that I had like really dug and found during that period of like checking in and tracking my emotions was this belief that because I'm black and because my hair is so different from straight hair, I need something man-made to like solve these hair problems. And none of these man-made things work, but I believe that I need something strong, something that's gonna cause me pain, right? And so I thought, where are the very successful non-white hair cultures? What are those? So I lit on India, Eritrea, Ethiopia, Greece. What are the ingredients that they're using? I learned about Ayurveda. The, the medicine and, and, a, and this approach to medicine that believes that there are practices, but there are also plants that solve these human maladies at their root and not just the symptoms. And so I looked at, okay, what do the people of India use for their hair? What do, what are their hair practices and what are the ingredients, the plants that they're using? Henna omelage, cocky. So I'm learning all of these plant medicines and what they do for the hair. I looked at in, uh, Ethiopian Eritrea for detangling. They've been pre-pooing before YouTube even existed, right? <laughs> what are the principles of their pre-poo? Why do they do it? Grease. I got one good hair ingredient from them that solved the detangling issue. So I did anti-research. I thought, okay, you're not a genius, right? You're not Elon Musk, right? So like, what, who are the black women that have tried henna, have tried these Ayurvedic ingredients and it didn't work? What were the things that they had in common? So when I got those three things, I just started putting stuff together based on everything that I had learned. And I created the first Four Naturals Henna Mud Mask. Now I had the experience of like the, the black girl trust issues where I'm like, I don't know, 
you know, like, I know it's working now, but you know, you might change on me, you know, because it's happened before. But by my third treatment, my hair was undeniably different. There was no question, like everything that I could not do before I've been doing and my hair is thriving. I have curls. Like even today I touched my hair up with water, you know, just, yeah. just some water. So it's like, that's not what I'm used to. So this is truly different. Um, so in 2019, at the end of uh, middle of 2019, I incorporated and then I did uh, a testing period because, you know, I had the imposter syndrome of like, all right, like, great, it worked for you, but is it going to work for all these other people? So I did this testing period, it was about three months, and these women did these treatments for free, and they did seven to nine treatments in this three-month period. What I had learned about henna is that it builds. So think of a roof, right? The roof shingles have all these gaps, right? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Henna coats the strand. And so that coating makes the hair react better to everything, including water. And every layer, the hair just behaves the way plants do. Plants love water. Plants, <laughs> you know, like they perk up, but the hair goes down and it adds that weight that we're all looking for because we're all fighting the, the standing straight up and the shrinkage, right? Like if you have a 4.5 forehead like me, you know, you want to, you want to like pull it down a little bit, right? right you and we that. do Yeah, we do that with like 18 different products, but then it still stands up henna that treatment it remains in the hair it's permanent so you have that weight so that's what i saw and then i got my my patent started um so the henna mud mask is patent pending because it's an emulsion that's what uh the patent is based on and i opened the hair spa in december of 2019 Rats. and then quickly closed it in uh, well, march of 2020 you know, for me, my, I found stoicism during uh, my period on NCIS. Um, there were a lot of things, a lot of uh, therapies and like practices that I found because it was a really, really, really tough time for me. Like the expectation versus reality, that expectation gap 
was massive. So I found stoicism. And one of the stoic beliefs, I have this like tattooed on my wrist is amor fati, love of one's fate. And it's a belief that everything that happens in your life is happening for you. It's good. And if it comes with pain, it's a lesson, right? But even that is good. So when the pandemic happened, it was like, all right, just going to accelerate my business plan and go direct to consumer now, like focus on that. And in February of 2022, I launched direct to consumer. And one of my favorite traction points is my repeat purchase rate, which is at 34%. 34%. Oh my God. 34%. Because the thing is, is that this treatment solves your problem. And every time you use it, your hair gets better. And so you're treating all this new growth. And because it's a treatment that works and it's a treatment that you know you need, you just keep buying it. Well, you've brought up your treatment so many times. What is the name of your treatment? Oh, it's the Four (laughs) Naturals treatment. Oh, (laughs) Four Naturals treatment. By the way, it's going to be in the show note, but I I, I, I know... (laughs) how people listen sometimes and they'll be in the podcast like, she's talking about what is it? Where is it? Where is it? (laughs) The Um, four natural treatment. Four natural treatment. That that is so incredible. I've been on my own hair journey uh, for a while. And, you know, growing up initially, this is how we, you know, I'm from Nigeria. When they they told us, I went to boarding school, you got to cut your hair. Can't grow your hair because if you grow your hair, it's thuggish essentially Mm -hmm. or it's unkempt it's not professional Mm -hmm. it doesn't look good and then I I remember this 2017 when I started just making a decision to to grow my hair to take back my hair if you will and part of that came with the well what am I going to do with my hair I don't even know like it's coarse it's this it's 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 beautiful yeah like dry uses was there a product for me and then I went down the path of trying to find the product and you're like, well, that doesn't work with my texture. And they're like, oh, well, you have to know your texture. And I'm like, okay, so I think I'm 4, 4, 4, then I was like, I'm 4C. But as I was going through that journey, I thought, why don't we just teach our <laughs> our kids and, and our fellow brothers and sisters this? It would be so much easier if we understood what goes with our hair and what doesn't go with our hair. And why this is better, this is good, or what's this porosity, what is dry, what keeps it um, moisturized, all those things. And, I, and, and I'm so glad you're in the industry because I feel like you're doing the same thing. Uh, and it's a bit of point of frustration for me, honestly. Yeah, so. I mean, but not just you. Like I said, like, this is everybody. Yeah. And I'm following all of these like salons and things and I'm working with some salons who are open to, you know, a different treatment and better education. But there is an arrogance, right? There is an ego. I know what is, I just watched this woman's uh, live consultation and it was just full of BS. I mean, she had some good like similes, some metaphors. She had some catchy phrases in there, but it was B. There was nothing about what she said that was an actual solution, but this is her livelihood, right? So like there is a lot of that in the world when it comes to our hair. You know, there are some people that were born with a balanced porosity and these things work for them. There are some people who are like, ah, I want to like start a natural hairline. I need my own shampoo. and It doesn't 
It doesn't matter what your shampoo is, right? Like you could be using the best shampoo. Your hair still dries hard, stiff, and shrunken. Yes. Like there's nothing that's solving that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like I, part of why we're meeting, part of, you know, this new phase of me as an entrepreneur is like getting the word out getting the word out because I did the work, I did the research and I solved my problem. And I've, I've had my hair done by, you know, I always say like, I went to the top of the mountain, you know, millions of dollars on a show. You know, they had this giant budget. I had these celebrity hairstylists doing my hair for red carpets, photo shoots, but they were styling wigs. They none were. of them, none of them, touched my hair and made it better. No, it's clout. It's, I did Rihanna's tour. I did Beyonce's hair and I can wander wig too. Like that's like, no one's out here with solutions. That, by the way, so when we bring up porosity, it's the measurement of the your hair's ability to absorb and hold moisture. And so it's your cuticles hair. It's the health of your cuticle and your cuticles ability to absorb moisture. Absolutely. I couldn't help but chuckle at the the interesting parallel with your hair journey and your and your explanation of what's happening in Hollywood, right? You said uh, the root and the symptoms, right? A lot of the problems with the root of our hair is us not understanding what's needed to feed it to grow. And I was thinking about Hollywood. I was like, oh, they they're not really they don't they never think about the root cause and they don't focus on the root cause. They just react to the symptoms. And I'm saying, well, yeah, I mean, you could break your hand and the symptom of that is pain and it's like you yelling and anyone yelling could be any amount, any reason. It could be someone, you know, stepping your toe, you saw something on TV, you could be even excited, but you didn't take the time to understand what caused that yell. Ah. The same, yeah, the same sort of thing happens in this. And I, I do this in DEI workshops. I'm going to say, well, tell me the root cause. And almost <laughs> without fail, people don't understand the root causes. And everything you said, right, the the, the uh, attraction of clout when you can say you style the wig of a Rihanna versus, hey, how can I get some black woman, uh, uh, man, non-binary person? How can I, how can I help somebody person? on their lock journey? Yeah, like, how can like I Like, leave their lock journey and have, like, easy, beautiful hair. Yeah. How can I help somebody who has inflammation of the scalp and give them something that cools it down, brings down the inflammation and their curls? Nobody can say that. So for me, it was like, I can try, like, when I left, it was like, either you focus on, like, finding a hairdresser <laughs> and like getting them to figure out how to work with your hair or you just make your hair better well, so that no matter who puts their hands in your hair, your hair is resilient. Even if they commit a hair felony against you, <laughs> your hair will be resilient. You got something that's going to help it. I love that. I love that. And yes, thank you for helping me out with the language because I see, I didn't even know. And that's the thing. I think it's a crime. <laughs> that it isn't popularized as much because even um what is normalized the status quo people can talk about curls definition and i i'm always wary about how beauty standards sometimes have an unspoken standard and i'm like well yeah. you know they, they, you're sort of prioritizing one type of look there <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> or what is the variation like give us some more variation so that we can understand uh the different types there and people can then grow to love themselves I, I do think that 
for me, I don't know if this was the same case with you or in your studies, you've seen that with other people of color in general. But the more that I started paying attention to my hair and understanding my hair, I found that my self-love increased, actually, um, because I don't know what it was. But for some reason, actually, I know what it was. I was told that, you know, my hair wasn't necessarily beautiful. And then as I started to find the different ways it could grow and appreciate the balance of it, it made me see myself in a different light. And it's become a big part of my identity. And I wonder if that's the same thing with you or something you've noticed with other. All right, let me tell you a story. Oh. <laughs> let me tell you a story. All right. So um, back in like uh, 2000, no, it was 2018. I started pole dancing. Um, not professional. No, hey, it's not wrong with it. <laughs> yeah. But but all through my twenties, I was lifting weights, and there's only so much, you know, bicep curls, whatever you could do before you're just like, this is boring. So I turned thirty, and I'm like, what can I do that's actually fun and it's gonna challenge me, you know, my strength and also like give me flexibility, pole dancing. So. I take my first class. I'm like, all right, this is it. This is so cool. I love it. Um, I start working on all of these like emotional things. Like I'm always like thinking, like I, I feel like I, I really embrace the human being, right? Like just the being, right? So I realized like, oh, how street harassment affected my sensuality, my sense, my sense of sensuality. So it became this this practice for me of, you know, exploring my sensuality in a public space, mm -hmm. you know, with this like private thing. And then I found like mirror meditation because I did feel uncomfortable looking at myself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And I just zeroed in on the fucking wig on my head. And I was like, that's it, man. That's it. You don't feel comfortable with you because you're not showing up with you. So then I went on this whole thing of like, all right, I'm going to start pulling in my natural hair. And, you know, the mirror meditation was like part of the, okay, I love this. I love you. This is me. Okay, fine. I do a show and in 2018, I'm back in the wig. So now I'm at a different studio and I'm like, by this point, Teo, cause I'm a fast learner. Like I was it, you know what I'm saying? You give me the choreo and I'm like, bada bing, bada boom. Right. But <laughs> as soon as I go upside down, the jig is up. Cause you can see everything, right? You can see where the wig attaches. Like I, I got it smoothed down, but like when I go upside down, like you can see everything, right? right. So it's like, all right, <laughs> girls. All right. It is what it is. Right. So I start making the four naturals treatment. And like I said, my first treatment, I was like, wow. Okay. My, my, my strands feel like someone traced an outline around them and they are hanging right mm. and and the color is richer but again like the trust issues like i don't know right so i'm still slapping the wig on and going polling by that third treatment i was like nah my hair is different and i think i could sweat in this hair and not sweat it out i.e at the end of the sweat session it's going to be a big frizzy stiff fro I do my first class and I'm telling you, it was the most, like, it was the best experience. And 
like being able to see my hair moving, you know, and like that it stayed. And, and at the end, like I was looking around and it's like, I don't feel different. I feel special. Like I used to feel different, right? Because that's centering straight hair, right? I felt special, which is being in the presence of other hair types, but appreciating the hair that I had. And there was another black woman in that class and she had braids, protective style. And I thought, man, if she had what I had, I know that she would feel what I feel. No, (laughs) that's it. That's it. I was like, if she had what I had, I know she would feel what I feel. And that was what gave me the confidence to even incorporate four naturals because I knew I solved this problem for myself, right? Like I have curls, I have moisture retention and I was retaining my growth. I, the hair health problems that I had that I just attributed to being black were solved, right? And I had this gorgeous hair pattern, right? So I thought, I know other black women want this too. We don't necessarily want to have straight hair. It's just easier to manage, easier to find in a wig. It's more socially acceptable. But if you had your curl pattern and you weren't paranoid that your hair is gonna betray you and switch up on you in like four hours, then yeah, you would wear your natural hair more, right? If you could get your hair in a ponytail in eight minutes, as opposed to 45 to an hour, and then you end that day with a nice moisturized ponytail instead of a dry, ashy, like pony situation, like that's, yeah, of course you want that. You want your hair health problem solved. You don't want these band-aids. You want the solutions. And so because you don't have those solutions, you go for the status quo. Hmm. <laughs> There's that's so much to unpack there. Well, that's a that's ha. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm on your website, by the way. So I'm I'm looking through it because I, I need to make sure <laughs> I have something to actually keep my moisture. Uh because I, I know sometimes my I have like this bed hair because <laughs> and it goes back and forth. The with the protective hairstyle, I always hear different um, arguments. I, I, I always love, I've always loved, uh, for example, the locks, full locks, you know, braids. But there are people, though, like you, you're saying that you've, I think it sounds like, what I don't want to put words in my mouth. You're saying there's some people that feel like that's their only option. Yeah. Like that, yeah. And, and you want people to be able to get to a place where if that's the choice that they want to make. It's, it's a what, choice. It's a choice and not like they have to do it. Yeah. Which is an interesting dynamic. That's, right? that's a different mindset shift. Unpack it for me, Teo. Unpack it for me. Well, no, because the, the, the interesting thing is because if you're if it's a choice verse, like yeah, you actually feel beautiful, beautiful. And like, you know what? In the summers, I'm gonna do this. In the winters, I'll do this for my birthday. I'm gonna do that. But you're not gonna be like, I'm going on vacation. And if I don't do this, and if I don't, I'm gonna look this way. You're like, no, I know I'm gonna look this way regardless because i have an intimate understanding my moisture is going to stay here i'm going to have the bounce it's going to be it's going to be there and i'm not gonna have to worry about all those things and my hair and my hair is product agnostic so i travel a lot i live outside of the country so like 
when I tra- when I started traveling, uh, when I post for naturals treatment, yeah. one of the things that I did was like, yo, I'm gonna go. So I went to Barcelona 2019 in December, went alone and I went in a silk press and I was like, I'm not gonna bring no hair products. I'm just gonna rock the silk press. So I go and I go to a club one night, like three days into my trip. And I'm just, I don't know, my energy comes across, but I like to have fun. So when the music's <laughs> on, baby, you know, I took my ponytail down, was swinging the hair. By the time I got home to the hotel, I look like Diana Ross, okay? So I was like, all right, fine. Got in the shower, used the hotel conditioner and reverted my hair. And I found a gel in Barcelona that I was like, oh, I like this. Okay, I'm gonna use this. So I didn't have to travel with my, my, you know, key things, you know, I'm wearing my hair loose. So I have to No, it's ease. I went to Japan to see my partner fight and I didn't bring, I just brought my carry on. I found the best gel of my life. It was $1 at this store called Don Quixote in Shibuya. Like that's, that's a travel experience, right? Yeah. Like not a hair nightmare. That's like, oh my God, like this is the wow. best memento that I got from Japan. Well, well, and that's because you used your, your product. How long? So do you use it once a week and it just stays or is it once a week? So this is what I say. The four natural treatment, because the henna is permanent, if you use it, it's as safe to use as weekly and it's effective to use as seldom as every six months and everything in between. So it's really the treatment that you use when you want to give the hair a oomph. You might have done some heat tools and you want to add more like protection and weight around your hair. So this is the thing that you use when you want hair health. So let's talk about the wash day really fast and the fact that it's like 15 years for most of us, right? So like (laughs) you're doing two things and that's why it takes so long. The first thing you're doing is you're doing your like avocado, hot oil, tresemme, shea moisture, like concoction and you sit with it on your hair for hours and you tell yourself this story. You like, the longer I leave this on, it's going to absorb on, like who made you a chemist, right? Your hair hair is dead, my darling. It has a negative or anionic charge. And none of those ingredients that you're using have a positive or cationic charge to do the thing that you're expecting, which is why when you rinse it out, you're back on dry time, but you don't have time to assess that because it's midnight and you got work tomorrow. So you got to do the second part, which is the styling, right? Making the curl, the braid out, the whatever. So it takes literally forever. With the four naturals treatment, you're breaking that up. Every time you're doing the treatment, like if you do a treatment day, that's when you're spending those hours, you know, you're just letting it sit because the longer it sits, the more it absorbs. When you rinse this out, if you don't do another treatment for a month, two months, your wash days look like this. Get your hair wet. Shampoo it. Condition it. Sure. When you rinse out the conditioner, pick a styling product, brush it and you're going to see your curls. That's it. That's it. It's an hour tops, right? Not 50 years. 
That's what I wanted for myself. I wanted the rituals that I was doing. I was like, I want these to actually be effective. If I'm going to sit with something on my hair, I want it to mean something. Yeah. Well, we're going to make sure we put this in the show notes. Uh, this uh, we could talk all day, but uh, I, I want to, I want you all to be able to check what Shalita Grant is is working on and and continue to do. I I believe she's really solving a lot of things to help people with their self esteem, but also just help reframe how we see beauty. And I think I truly believe that there are many people right now who haven't even reached the height of their self acceptance when it comes to how beautiful that they are. And hair is a big part of people's identity, your breakage, uh, the fact that you're thin and the fact that you, you you know, it doesn't have the curl pattern that you want, or you don't even know what style it can, it can have or bounce or the porosity or the moisture. It can go on and on and on. There are so many things yet to be discovered. And it sounds like what you've created allows you to even help people to venture out on that path. So thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I, I have one last question. This is my final okay. question. My final question is my mission statement reframed as a question. I always ask my guests this. So my mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. So Shalita, how do you use your difference to make a difference? I use my difference by loving it. I think that's one of the the big, like the teacher part of me is that I love. And part of love is like knowing and understanding. There's a lot of empathy. So I used that empathy and love for this difference that I had. Mm. And because of that attention, I was able to solve it and make a difference for anybody whose head my treatment touches, including people with type one. (laughs) (laughs) Including people with type one. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. This is amazing. I'm, I'm wishing you Wonderful, wonderful weather over there. I hope you keep having it. We are currently dealing with a torrential downpour here, <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm sending you sunlight and, and blessings. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you for having me. Pleasure is mine, kings, queens, and royalty. Until next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.